0: You're listening to the Sideline Rush with Jason Gallishaw. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Sideline Rush podcast. I'm your host, Jason Gallishaw. Today on the show, we have a very special guest. We have our very own Winston-Salem Dash broadcast and media coordinator, Connor Klinging. He joins us now on the Sideline Rush podcast. Mr. Klinging, thanks for joining the show. Hi, hey, thanks for having me, Jason. I really appreciate it. No problem.
1: How are you? How's the family?
2: Uh, doing pretty well. You know, everybody's just trying to get through this uh, situation that we've uh, had with coronavirus. But, you know, I think you mentioned family, and I think that's something that a lot of people have said throughout this, is it's been an opportunity to spend some more time, at least with your immediate family. And I've had that opportunity to i uh, up in in Illinois during this time and uh, have, have been able to spend a lot of time with uh, my parents and my sister as well. So
1: I guess that's been one positive to the fact that, that we haven't had any baseball yet this year. Absolutely. That's always great to hear. I hear you during Illinois. How's the Windy City? Uh, you know, not
2: too bad. Not as uh, hot as down in North Carolina, you know. Uh, during a minor league baseball season, you're, you're dealing with a lot of 90-plus degree days, some days over 100, and it feels like it's 120 some days on the field. So uh, up here in Illinois, it's uh, not quite as bad, you know, 70s, 80s usually, and uh, definitely you've enjoyed a little bit of that uh, cooler weather.
1: <laughs> good. That's, that's always good to hear.
0: So- <laughs> Pretty cool. I see you enjoying the weather out there. Well, Connor, let's just face it. It's baseball season. Whether it's players playing in the ballparks, whether it's single pitches has been thrown or a single strikeout has been called, this is baseball season. And we all know the coronavirus pandemic has impacted all baseball, whether it's life in the mining league, major leagues, or players in college and high school. What are your thoughts about the current state of baseball right now?
2: It's been difficult. It's really been difficult for every level of baseball and Minor League Baseball has been specifically uh, hit really hard by it. Um, these teams uh, throughout the country, they count on fans showing up to the ballpark. And unfortunately, due to the situation,
1: uh,
2: you know, that hasn't happened yet to this point. We're still hoping that, that somehow, some way, there will be a season. But at this point, uh, anybody's guess is as good as anybody else's. Uh, uh, it's kind of uncertain at the major league level right now. We're hopeful that they can find a way to, to play and get an agreement between the players and, and the owners. Uh, so the baseball world is really up in the air, and, and it's it's kind of sad, definitely. Uh, there, there's people across the country that are very passionate about the game and, and not getting the chance to see it has, has been hard for a lot of people. Um, but there are some uh, leagues playing out there, I think, just summer leagues going on uh some little league going on but it's been tough for for the whole game but you know from the outset uh you know it's the right decision you you have to be safe and make sure that you're protecting the health and safety of of the players of the staff and, and then also any potential fans as well
0: absolutely safety is always the number one concern and fingers crossed for this season Now, you have been here with the Winston-Salem Dash for a while now. Before we go into depth, can you explain exactly how is minor league baseball organized?
2: Yeah, so minor league baseball, how it works is you have the 30 major league teams, and they all have minor league affiliates. And so, essentially, they provide the players, uh, whereas the minor league team kind of operates independently on the front office side. Now, you do have some minor league teams that are owned by the major league team, so that's a little bit different. But most minor league teams, the front office is operated outside from the player side. Uh, The major league team will either draft players or sign players internationally, and then they assign them to certain affiliates. And most major league teams right now have anywhere in the range from six to up to eight minor league affiliates. Uh, It goes a pretty long way. Uh, Most people know single-A, double-A, triple-A, but in the case of the Dash, they're actually the advanced-A affiliate of the White Sox. And if you have listeners down in North Carolina, they probably also know uh, the recently name-changed the uh, Kannapolis Cannonballers. They are the low-A affiliate of the White Sox. Uh, So they're right below the Dash. And then once players uh, advance past Winston-Salem, they would go to double-A Birmingham, triple-A Charlotte, and then to the major leagues if they're good enough to get to that point. So the, the Dash, although they're single A, they're at the high A level, they're really about halfway through that minor league ladder for a lot of players because players, when they're drafted, they may have to play at rookie Arizona, then go to advanced rookie, Great Falls, then low A, Kannapolis, then Winston-Salem, then Birmingham, Charlotte, and then eventually on to the major league. So, There are a lot of minor league baseball teams. In fact, uh, 160 affiliated teams uh, in the game right now, although that could be impacted in the next year, unfortunately. Um, So it's a a pretty expansive system, and I think the great thing about it is it gives people access to professional baseball uh, in areas of the country that normally wouldn't have it. I mean, in the case of uh, North Carolina, for example, there's 11 minor league baseball teams. Uh, and no major league team. I mean, the closest major league team, is, I mean, it's either you got to go all the way up to, to D.C. for the Nationals or uh, the Atlanta Braves down in Georgia. So so minor league baseball is a fantastic thing to give families uh, all across the country some entertainment uh, uh, and a place to bring their family out on, whether it's a weekend night or a weeknight. And uh, it's really a great thing, and that's why it's been so sad not to have it this year.
0: Absolutely. It's definitely a fun gathering. And speaking of that sad times, there was a lot of college and high school athletes who lost their entire season because of the coronavirus outbreak. You know, what impact does that have on those who was looking for this season to potentially propel them to the next level?
2: Yeah, that, that had a huge impact, especially when you look at the Major League Baseball draft,
0: uh, which is normally 40
2: rounds and that took place last week it was cut down to five rounds from 40 rounds. Now, you did have a lot of players that signed undrafted contracts outside of the draft, but it really cut down on the number of players that are going to enter uh, minor league systems across the game, and uh, that was somewhat unfortunate. And then on the case of the minor, uh, or rather the major league organizations, they didn't get the chance to scout these players as much. You could have had players that, maybe they were looking like, okay, maybe I'll be a a fifth or sixth-round pick in this draft, but they could have played an outstanding college or high school season and pushed themselves into maybe the second round or maybe even the first round. Uh, So there were a lot of unknowns. uh, So it provided difficulty for for players as well as the teams in that draft process. And then, you know, even for a lot of players that, that don't have that opportunity to go on and play professional baseball, you have to feel so much for seniors in high school or seniors in college that lost potentially their last chance to play organized baseball. So uh, right. it's it's been tough uh, in, in those situations, and uh, that's why we're all hoping that, you know, we can get through this pandemic as, as quickly and safely as possible and get sports a little bit
1: more back to normal. Right. I agree. That can also be pretty tough because under these circumstances, many players, like you said, maybe just been basically forced to retire from the game of play, playing baseball before they reached that higher level. And a, a couple of months ago, I was reading a few articles saying that the MLB may cancel the draft. Now, of course, the draft was last week, as we just mentioned, but even with that canceling the draft, would that have made a huge difference on college seniors returning back or would they possibly be entering a free agency class? So that was uh, really really challenging, I should say the least.
0: For those of you who may not know, the Winston-Salem Dash have been a farm team of the Chicago White Sox. So, Connor, what have you been hearing most recently in your inner circles within a major league and minor league community about the potential return of baseball?
2: Not too uh, well-connected at the level of of the negotiation that's going on between uh, the owners and the players right now, but uh, the most recent update from yesterday, kind of uh, mixed messaging that we're seeing. Uh, The players have said, hey, we're ready ready to play. Uh, Meanwhile, Major League Baseball is saying, that the players kind of need to come towards them a little bit more on the financial side. Um, And I think across the board, it is a difficult financial situation, whether you're talking about within the sports world or outside of sports. I mean, so many different industries have been uh, impacted by this pandemic. But I think the main thing is, is that fans are ready to see baseball. The players clearly are saying we're ready to play baseball as long as we can put some parameters in place to make it as safe as possible for us. And I really think the vast majority of the owners as well uh, want baseball out on the field. This is an opportunity for Major League Baseball. They could be the first sport to restart. And although that would probably be without fans, uh, the chance to – get that kind of spotlight on television for the game of baseball is a great opportunity. And I, I would really hate to see uh, major league baseball miss that opportunity because uh, the game, unfortunately with some of the younger generation, it's not as popular. Uh, you look at the average age of people who follow the game of baseball, it leans a little bit older. Uh, you know, most people are more interested now these days in football and basketball, but you have an opportunity right now uh, for the game of baseball. If it can return uh, before basketball, before hockey, uh, that they could really have that spotlight and kind of bring the whole country together as well. Um, so I'm really hopeful that that, that things will change and, and they'll be able to get an agreement together to get the players on the field. But it, it's just been kind of mixed messaging right now.
1: Exactly, and uh, I personally think we're going to have baseball this year. Um, of course, like we just said, it's not the typical negotiation environment agreement, if you will. It's so many elements and, and, and health issues going on with it, but I think uh, there's a strong initiative, as you mentioned, to start the players and owners is ready to get up. It's just the, the health issues that's coming into place. And I'm wishful thinking, but um, I think July the 4th, opening day, that would be great, you know, celebrations on 4th of July, so that would just be Incredible if it would be able to start that soon.
0: So, Connor, as a sports fan yourselves, how much support can baseball be in our community as we continue this issue? Well, I think
2: it's just a chance to uh, kind of uh, bring people together and get them excited about something. Um, You know, people have been stuck at home. Uh, People are a little bit, you know, bored, frustrated. A lot of people have been out of work. And so I think they're looking for something to to bring some entertainment and uh, just bring some joy. And uh, that's what I think baseball could do if it could come back right now. Uh, So hopefully that could be the case. The 4th of July is uh, starting to look less and less likely. But hopefully (laughs) at some point in the month of July we can get the game back. And selfishly, too, you know, Before my time with the Dash, although uh, they're a White Sox facility, I grew up as a fan of the Chicago White Sox, and as a team, they were a team that was poised to break out this season. They had a lot of great prospects, many of whom have come through Winston-Salem, like Luis Robert,
0: Nick mm-hmm. Madrigal,
2: and Aloy Jimenez, who's already on the team, of course. They've had so many of these guys come through, and had a great free agent class in the off season as well. So I was very excited about the White Sox getting started. So selfishly, that's another reason I'd want the season to start, because I think, you know, a team like the White Sox could have an opportunity this year.
1: Absolutely. And as you mentioned before, we're hearing a lot of news lately about the MLB returning without fans. How do you feel about that? I think that if it's for the safety of the players and the fans,
2: uh, that would certainly be the right decision. I I think – Ultimately, players, owners, and fans themselves would like to have fans in the seats. Um, for one thing, financially, it helps out the teams a lot. Uh, but it, it's also for players. I think it's really important to have that emotion of the fans uh, in the stands. But I think if it's the only way that can restart without fans, then then you just have to go without fans. And, and the most important thing is is safety. And and unfortunately, right now, you know, bringing thousands of fans in uh, isn't really recommended by the uh, health experts but we've seen over in Korea they've been able to restart baseball without fans and while it does look kind of strange to watch uh, at the end of the day you can adjust to it and and still get the chance to watch the game so as long as they can get the game back I, I think it would be the
1: right move to do it without fans
2: if that's the safest thing.
1: Absolutely. Like like we just saying, safety is first. I actually do see the fans returning, if you will, a little bit, because, uh, of course, it's once again, that's safety. But, honestly, the owners want the, the players and the fans in the stands um, watching the game, being in the game, buying merchandise, and so, if you will. And uh, players are competitive. So, even without the fans, I still think you see a good brand of these baseball players showcasing their work. working. Honestly, I like the perspective of not having fans as well because you can – you can hear the, the players engaging their competitive trash talking. So I'm in, I'm intrigued on that. <laughs> just like yeah. the uh,
2: – I'm sorry. Yeah, that's something they've talked about is potentially miking up the players or just giving mm-hmm. fans a little bit more access on the media side since they can't actually go to the game. So that's another intriguing aspect of possibly playing without fans.
1: Absolutely. Just like the NFL films, when we go back and, and watch these classics, and, and trust me, during this pandemic, I've been watching so many old films because there's no <laughs> sports. But you would see the players just talk trash, mic'd up, that you wouldn't initially hear broadcast. So I'm definitely intrigued to seeing that in terms of baseball.
0: So we just got a couple more minutes with Connor Klinging, broadcast and media relations coordinator of the Winston-Salem Dash. So You've been around the league for a bit and hand communications with legends who has been around the game. And in a time like this, in a moment where baseball has been in some ways lost to a certain capacity in terms of the sports season, how has this season been different from any other season that you've ever entered?
2: Uh, Well, it's just been,
0: you know, no season.
2: Uh, (laughs) I I think what's what's been uh, different for me is with minor league baseball, and actually last year was my first season in minor league baseball, Uh, there's a really... Frantic pace. I mean, there's so much that that you have to do uh, in a given day. I mean, you're getting to the ballpark at ten in the morning, and you're staying there till after eleven o'clock at night. I mean, you're getting the game notes ready. You're working on social media. You have to get the stop packs to the managers. You have to get the lineups to uh, across the ballpark. So there's a lot of work that goes on outside of the broadcast itself. So I think what the difference is is
0: you know now that
2: there's no games. I mean. That's a uh, that's a complete 180 <laughs> right now. Whereas you have that schedule where you know sometimes you're working 25 days in a row with no break and it's 12 hour days every day. Um, but certainly, you know, I was very blessed to have that opportunity last season and I enjoyed it and I was looking forward to this season. So I think the biggest thing is just you know now trying to find things to to fill the schedule and just remain productive, uh, whereas. Last year, any season in minor league baseball, it's uh, it's extremely busy. For anybody that works in the front office and any of the players as well, there's just so much going on. Uh, but now it's been kind of a lull without any games. So it's just a matter of trying to fill your days and, and just take it day
1: by day. Absolutely. This is an obvious question, but in terms of stories you've seen and stories from your colleagues and stories yourself that you experienced, does this season – coming into this season, just compared to, compare it to the, any other story that you had or experienced?
2: No, no, this is, uh, this is definitely the, the strangest thing that uh, I, I think a lot of people can relate. I mean, nobody really saw this coming. I mean, I guess maybe Bill Gates had talked about it for a while. But, <laughs> you know, I, I don't think anybody, nobody's seen anything like this since 1918. So you know, very few people alive can can relate to the idea of you know sports being gone for a year. I guess on the baseball side, the most anyone could relate to it is 1994 and the strike and, and not having a World Series that year. But uh, definitely a little bit of a different vibe there because that was something where it was you know preventable. If if the owners and players were able to come together in that case, there should have been a finished season in a World Series. But In this case, it's really been out of everybody's control, and and there's really not much that anybody can do. Um, So I think the biggest thing for minor league and major league baseball announcers alike, and really any sport, is we all just miss sports, and and we wish we could have it back. But at the end of the day, they, they do have to do what's right for the health and safety of not only players and staff and fans,
1: but really just the community at large. Absolutely. And when we do come back, because I believe we will eventually come back, do you see a renewal of passion and renew of meaning of the game itself from players' perspectives? Oh, hundred percent. I mean I you've seen so many
2: people on social media say, you know, I'll never take for granted a rain delay again, you know, you know, people they hate sitting through rain, rain delays. I've even seen, you know, pictures on Twitter saying I can't wait to give up another home run. <laughs> you know what they're saying? Like, <laughs> I don't care if I, I play poorly. I just want to get back to the game. Uh, so I think everybody will, yeah, I, th- I think there'll definitely be a reignited passion for sports when they do come back. And I think there's a lot of excitement. There's a mystery right now. ESPN yesterday did that uh, special on the return to sports, but we don't really know what the first of the major sports to come back will be. I mean, the NBA and exactly. the NHL have more firm plans right now, but if baseball gets something together here shortly, they could still potentially be the first of the major sports to come back, but I'm just excited as a sports fan and you know somebody who's worked in sports media, but whatever that first game is, whatever sport it is, even if it's without fans, I, th- I think that's something that so many people are going to watch, and, and it's going to be an event that that really brings everyone together. And that, that's that been kind of the – there's pros and cons to social media, but one of the most fun things that it's done for sports is when there's a big game, you see so many people, you know, commenting on it. Just and, connecting and together. Yeah, and, and so yeah. I think when sports come back, I mean, that'll only take that to another level. So, so I'm really excited – whenever that can be and whenever it can be done safely for that, you know, first comeback uh, of major sports. And I think actually the, the WNBA as well, they uh, they announced a pretty recent plan to come back. So
1: mm-hmm. everybody's
2: trying to get back and trying to get things going again.
1: And I think we're all excited about that. Absolutely. So I think it's safe to say that every team's goal is to winning title and that's any sports, whether that's WNBA, NBA, MLB, MILB, NFL, and and, and so on and so on. In terms of minor league baseball, for teams that were more than likely to make it this year in in terms of playoffs, do you think that they are more discouraged or even more motivated to return next season?
2: Uh, Well, minor league baseball is a little bit interesting in that sense because the players are trying to get to the major leagues. Um, So while the teams do want to win the games, uh, the biggest goal for minor league baseball teams is to develop the players. Um, So, for example, on the minor league side, if there's a pitcher, let's say, you know, a team is trying for a playoff spot potentially, but they have a pitcher who's on an innings limit for his career, uh, they would not – or for that particular season, they would not extend that pitcher over his innings limit just to get to the postseason. Uh, Minor league baseball is a little bit different in that sense. And if you ask any minor league manager, they will tell you the same thing. I mean, our number one goal is to develop players. But winning can also be part of development in that sense. Um, You know, the teams that win in minor league baseball tend to have a lot of talent and and tend to have players that will make it to the major leagues. But also sometimes you see teams where – they don't have as many guys that, that are going to make it to the big leagues. And they're just a group that gels really well together. Uh, but since there's so much roster movement, I, I mean, I don't think, you know, the biggest goal for these players is, is, you know, winning a championship at whatever level they're at, because their goal is to make it to the next level and eventually make it to the minor league. Um, but I think when everyone comes back, whenever they can, everyone's just going to be excited to get the chance to play again. I mean, it, it, it's, funny last year we had a pitcher uh Cade McClure uh he did a great job for us and in June he was White Sox minor league pitcher of the month he actually tweeted yesterday he said are there any 24 u baseball teams looking for a pitcher right now because he just just wants to go out and play he he doesn't care where it is you know he's been working out and he's been throwing but he wants to play he wants to go up against live hitters and I think that's That's how everyone feels across the game, and they just want that opportunity. And I hope that if there's a major league season, they can also find a way to get these minor league players to play somewhere, whether that's, you know, an extended fall league in Arizona uh, or, you know, at the different spring training facilities. But I think definitely going into 2021, every minor league player is going to have a ton to prove because they basically missed out on a full year of development. And unfortunately for – them as athletes, their age is so important. And, and all this time, these players, unfortunately, are getting older without getting the chance to develop and move on to the next level
1: of minor league baseball. Absolutely. Fingers crossed once again. Now, this, let's, Connor, let's get a little personal. We've talked about the fans. we talk talked about the players. But what does baseball mean to you? And how much have you missed baseball? You know, speaking of social media, I think i seen a post the other day. Um, someone said, I miss baseball so much. I just started cooking hot dogs in the house and started selling for $10 each. So, <laughs> I so, saw that so, as well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how much uh, have you been missing baseball? What does it mean to you?
2: I, You know, I've been missing a lot, Jason. I mean, that's really the first sport that that I became really passionate about uh, as a young kid. I mean, there was nothing like uh, going out to the ballpark uh, with my dad or, or going off to play a game or just even to have a game of catch. And, one of the things I enjoyed the most about being a minor league broadcaster was getting a chance to go to batting practice uh, and watch batting practice with players and talk to them a little bit, you know, see how they're doing. You know, if they had a great game the night before, what was working for them? If they were in a slump a little bit, what were they trying to change up? And uh, that was just so great. And the atmosphere that you have at a ballpark, it's really something that activates – all of the senses, really. I mean, you think about the smells of the ballpark. You miss you miss the smell of those hot dogs and the smell of the beer. And, and right. you miss seeing the joy on the faces of, of kids in the stands, and, and especially minor league baseball. I mean, it's just such a fun environment and a great thing for families to come out and do. And so you know, it makes me sad not only for the players missing out on an opportunity to play, but as well for some fans to, to just get that joy of going out to a ball game. I mean, I remember as a young kid, uh, we also have, uh, with the Dash, we have these camps for young kids. And uh, growing up here in the suburbs outside of Chicago, um, my local minor league team was the King County Cougars. And I went to one of those camps as a young kid. And at the time, they just happened to have Dontrell Willis on the team. And so I got wow. to learn a little bit from Donsell Willis as a young six-year-old kid, and then the next year I was watching him pitch in the World Series. Um, so I think about things like that, about the stories like that, that unfortunately kids are missing out on. I mean, last year having Luis Robert on our team, I mean, I think people in Winston-Salem are going to talk about the fact that he played for the Dash for many, many years. I know mm-hmm. I will. Um, so it's uh, so, so that's, that's a tough thing, but um, – you know, we just keep moving on and and, and take everything day by day. And and when sports come back as a whole and when baseball comes back, I think we'll all be just so grateful to
1: to have it back. Absolutely. Connor Klinging, winston salem Dash Broadcast and the media coordinator, is there anything else you would like to share? Any advice?
2: Any advice? Uh, Well, I think just uh, for everyone to stay determined, I I think there's been – A lot of days that have been tough uh, during the course of this pandemic, especially if you are someone who works in sports. Uh, Unfortunately, there's been a lot of layoffs, a lot of furloughs. I I think everyone's got to stay motivated, and you have to stay ready, whether you're a player, whether you're a broadcaster, or you work in front office. Uh, I think we all just have to realize that there's not much we can control about this pandemic, but one day sports will come back, and we all have to be ready for that day.
1: Absolutely, and and actually, Connor, you started off as a, a intern, and of course, work your way up through various companies and whatnot surrounding sports. What advice would you give to someone who's just trying to break into the sports industry who are without those internships given the pandemic?
2: Well, usually the best advice I have is, is to do as many games as possible, um, at least on the broadcasting side, and just get involved as much as possible. But unfortunately, without sports going on, that's not the not the best advice right now, but I, I think the main thing is, you know, don't feel like you're ever above any given opportunity. And also you never know who you can meet at any particular time. Um, and uh that, that's been part of my journey is just meeting people that, that I maybe thought wouldn't lead to anything, uh, but they have been incredibly helpful to, to my career and getting to the point where I've been. So Uh, treat everyone you meet well, treat everyone with respect. And I I think as competitive as the sports industry is, whether for athletes or people in broadcasting in the front office, at the end of the day, the vast majority of people are looking to help others. Um, So I think you need to be able to, you know, be nice to people that that, that maybe are far past you in their career. They may be at the top level of, of their sport or whatever, you know, ask them for advice, but also for people that are just getting started, be willing to talk to them and, and be willing to, to give them advice as well. Um, I, I had a mentor of mine who said, you know, make sure to, if you make it to the top, make sure you push the elevator back down so that, mm-hmm. you know, somebody else who's just trying to break in, that they can get up that elevator as well. So I think uh, just being kind to people, being
1: respectful, and, and trying to find as many opportunities as possible absolutely great advice and uh, as a recent graduate myself i'm definitely going to take those advice and just implement it in my game so thank you for taking the time to share that absolutely
2: absolutely jason and thanks for having me out and the other thing i would say what you're doing right now is definitely something that i would recommend to people during this pandemic is just be creative uh, you came up with your own show you're hosting your own show and uh, i think that's a fantastic idea. And, Uh, I've seen a lot of people out there doing it, but some people aren't doing it as well. So I I think that's another great way to get experience. You can create your own experience in this industry, and a lot of people don't realize that.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much, Connor. That means a lot. It's definitely a hustle, but uh, I'm certainly going to try to keep this up and just continue to create more opportunities for myself and experience, for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Connor, it's been amazing having you on the show. Thank you again. I wish nothing but the best for you and your family, and hopefully we we'll bring you back on to the show. See in return. All right.
2: Thank you very much, Jason. I'd be happy to
1: come back on. All right. Have a good one. You too.
0: Well, there you have it. Another great interview here on the Sideline Rush Podcast. Connor Klinging, broadcast and media relations coordinator for the Winston-Salem Dash. It was great having him on the show. And that concludes the end of the Sideline Rush podcast. Stay tuned next week. Many more interviews to come. Stay tuned. The Sideline Rush is a weekly podcast where we dive straight into the latest sports topics. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you will be notified when a new episode is posted. Rate and review this podcast and share it with your friends. Thanks for listening. Until next time.